0: Hey guys, welcome to the Pod Tendo Podcast, where we analyze, reminisce, and replay the glory of old Nintendo games. We can be contacted on Twitter at Pod Tendo Podcast. Email us at podtendo at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook at slash PodTendo. We're also on YouTube and Instagram. I don't know exactly how you find us on there, but if you put Pod Tendo into a search bar, I bet you we pop up. I am your co-host, uh master of frights mick and i'm joined every episode by my lovely co-host the
1: uh, tyson also forgot a nickname so forgetful tyson
0: forgetful motherfucking tyson so how's it going good
1: good good Nice. it's actually kind of miserable with the weather up here but i don't really give a fuck because i'm studying so
0: Yes. that scary, but- scary October month is upon us, and obviously the weather decided to change and bring in scary weather. Ooh. Yeah.
1: I think as you get older, the weather becomes more and more horrifying than anything hiding out in the shadows.
0: It's true. Very, very true. So... In honor of the spooky, scary month of Halloween, which is probably my favorite month, and I think most, some of our most memorable conversations, like before shows, are definitely from Halloween, where we have favorite TV shows, and TV, and candy, and the debacle where Tyson just got chocolate, and it was random chocolate, and he didn't even pick a brand, ugh.
1: Truly, the, truly dark times of uh, podcenders' histories. And I feel but like good a times.
0: Lo- Yeah, I feel like the last couple shows we've done, it's like two shows come out in the same month. It'll be the same case today. So uh, you're listening to the Super Ghouls and Ghosts podcast. Uh, If you want to listen to a good game and a good podcast, listen to the other episode that comes out today with Super Castlevania. Because, oh man, I I bet you this podcast is more fun than that game. Don't want to spoil anything, but god damn it.
1: Yeah, no, we shouldn't get into it, but... If you want to save yourself some time, feel free to just skip this one. It's not a great game.
0: It's not a great game at all. So, with that... We're looking at Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Now that you spoilers, you know how we feel about this game. The release date was November 28th, 1991. How Long to Beat has this game at 6.5 hours. Price at release was $49.99. And if you factored inflation, that would be $92.49 today. eBay price, you can get a copy of this for $13. Wonder why they're trying to give this one away. You can also get a copy on the eShop for $8. $212 $212 on most Nintendo consoles. I also believe there's a Capcom package somewhere on the PlayStation. You can also pick up this bad boy. I probably wouldn't recommend it, you know?
1: No, no. This Just skip this game entirely. I have a famous quote of saying this is on my top 10 list of Super Nintendo games or something to that effect. Is it um, really? I thought I did. I, it was either that or the original on the original mess,
0: huh so. yeah you definitely ended on the, the nest, and then we kind of like looked at it and we're like yeah that sucks so anyways so one of the things we like to do to start off our show so we get the nostalgia juices flowing is we think the game sucks today but maybe back in the day it wasn't so bad so we'll jump into our patented way back machine travel back to november 28th 1991 and get a, a, a lay of the land of the social pop culture landscape and see, eh, this is this the time we want to visit? So we start out with our favorite show. So I ask Tyson, two shows, and he tells me which he thinks could be his favorite. Could it be Eerie, Indiana, Season 1, Episode 9, Who's Who? This series revolves around the new kid in town dealing with spooky natural events. A young artist in a dysfunctional family of sobbingly males begins to change her life for the better when she uses an Eerie brand pencil to draw her masterpieces, and ends up stealing Marshall's mother when she draws a picture of her and signs it. Ooh, scary. Or the TV show Dinosaurs. Season 2, episode 11, Switched at Birth? The series asks the question, what if dinosaurs were us? This episode specifically sees, uh, as Baby's first birthday approaches, they discover that he may have been switched at birth? So given those two shows that you could have watched around this time, Tyson, which show would you rather have watched?
1: Dang, this is, this is a tough one. Because <clears throat> I, I immediately saw Eerie Indiana and was like, just taken back to what, like, just wanting to watch this show and how, how kind of quirky it was. And then uh, Dinosaurs, I was kind of meh on, but this is a really good episode of that show. So it, it's a really tough toss up but I'm definitely going to have to choose Erie, Indiana.
0: Nice. And I'm going to play a sound clip right now, so it's pretty exciting. My name is Marshall Teller. I knew my new hometown was going to be different from where I grew up in New Jersey, but this is ridiculous. Nobody believes me. But Erie, Indiana, is the center of weirdness for the entire planet. <laughs> Item: Elvis lives on my paper route. Thank you, on paper boy. Item: Bigfoot eats out of my trash. Item: Even man's best friend is weird. Still don't believe me? You will. <laughs> there you go how's that huh that's pretty pretty yeah. futuristic eh
1: very futuristic and nice. it's very nice that uh our technology is now working so I can actually hear as lo- uh, as well as you so that's cool that's very very cool
0: well I mean I only had to buy a brand new phone so I could play sound clips during the actual recording I don't know if it's gonna make a difference when it comes to uh like post or any of that or editing so we'll find out so hopefully that makes my life slightly easier you know You know? But with that, other shows that Tyson could be watching at this time could be Sisters, Davis Rules, Home Improvement, Dallas, The Commish, or Twin Peaks. So that's kind of exciting.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Twin Peaks is so good. And um I guess Erie Indiana's kind of like kids' Twin Peaks. So that's that's also kind of really like a cool like little link there. Um but If you haven't checked out the newest season of Twin Peaks, everybody, check it out. It's fantastic.
0: Scary Spooky Month. It's fun to watch scary TV shows. So, that is exciting. Nice. Top cartoons! Because we were probably kids around this time, probably don't really remember watching really real shows, so we watched cartoons instead. We could probably have watched Doug, Rugrats, and The Ren and Stimpy Show. So, pretty exciting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy is always good, and... You know, boring bar kids need cartoons too, right, Mick?
0: Oh, that's it's very true. Very true. Uh, top movies that came out or currently in theaters could have been The Addams Family, American Tale, Will Goes West, and My Girl. Potentially still in theaters would be Cape Fear, Beauty and the Beast, The People Under the Stairs, and The Highlander 2, The Quickening. If you waited a couple weeks, you could be watching JFK, Hook, or Star Trek 6. So kind of a interesting time at the theaters sort of kind of
1: yeah it's definitely different not bad but not great um people under the stairs is a very overlooked so
0: it's true It's not bad for like end of the year kind of Christmas time, you know, like November 28th, end of the year. Eh, It's like serviceable. Top video games. Now, this one kind of makes me sad because I feel like we're going to be back in this year very shortly. Uh, Metroid 2, The Return of Samus for the Game Boy came out this month, as well as The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. So literally those games we're looking at completing probably by next February. So we literally are going to be back in this almost this exact same month like repeatedly so i really hope you like it
1: let's get to that like box office and hear what we're going to be hearing for the next few while
0: and by box office i'm sure you mean billboard charts because t- yes. we look at the top three songs on the billboard charts the number three song was cream by prince cream. Get on top cream. So there you go. Look, now we can actually re- live react to these sound clips. Isn't that kind of exciting? That is
1: very exciting. I hmm. still have no idea what that song is.
0: Well, I mean, you just heard it, I, and I, I feel don't... like we, I feel like judging by the rest of the songs that are coming up, we've definitely been at this time before. So, oh boy! But the number two song, everyone's heard this: uh, "When a Man Loves a Woman" by Michael Motherfucking Bolton. Freedom! Huh, so that's pretty exciting so now in theory i can actually even sing along i didn't even think of that before so uh,
1: buckle up listeners mm. yeah I mean, when I, whenever i hear michael bolton i always just think of office space so it just makes me smile
0: oh that's right hey michael Bolton. Uh, yeah, don't call me that. Call me Mike. Uh, that's funny because I love Michael Bolton. But the number th- one song, I bet you Michael Bolton loved this bad boy, Set Adrift on Memory Bliss by P. P. I'm lost
1: behind the blinds of plastic plants. You find a lady with a fat diamond ring, and then you know I can't remember a damn thing. I think it's one of those déjà vu things, or a dream is trying to tell me something. But will I ever stop thinking about it? I don't know. about it. subterranean line. by design. I wonder what I would nope, find.
0: No, coming. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the song? Because that's what it sounded like.
1: I have no idea.
0: Like, I think it was coming. So, I was like, I'm sure we've heard that song. So, check that out. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is buy a brand new phone. Hopefully, you're welcome, listeners.
1: Yeah. Also, I'll-
0: you guys could also uh, fund my new Patreon to pay for this phone. Because, like, my credit card's like, really maxed out. I got, like, a really cool phone.
1: That's fair. That's fair. It's also one of those things where, like, you know, Patreon has monthly goals. Where it just, with a really nice, just shave off... Almost all that uh, cell phone bill.
0: It's true. Very, so. very true. You know, pay for my cell phone bill. You know why? Because I'm lazy. But with that, <laughs> we now are back in the mindset. And it's one of those times. Do we want to go back and live there? It's not bad video games, you know? You had to play uh, Link to the Past for the first time.
1: Yep, yep, totally. Yeah. And I mean, cartoons are serviceable. TV shows are oddly interesting. So yeah,
0: they're decent. Uh, I mean, the yeah. movies that are coming out, it. Nothing to shake a a stick at, so uh, maybe, I don't know, it's not as good as that 92 Christmas, Mm. though, you know, with Mega Man 2. Man, that was good.
1: Yeah, it was good times.
0: Uh, Ah, great. Other, so let's move on, back into this game, and look at the development details of this fine title. A port of this game is available on the Capcom Generations Chronicles of Arthur for the PlayStation and Sega Saturn. The port retains the slowdown of the original version. There is a Game Boy Advance version of this game. It features an arranged mode where you can choose certain aspects of the levels as well as the bosses will differ depending on which level of armor you maintain through the game. The SNES version was released on the Wii in 2007, the Wii U in 2013, and on the new 3DS in 2016. The Game Boy Advance version was released on the Wii U in 2015. So, I mean, if you want to play this game in other versions because you had such a good time the first time, you now know where to go.
1: Uh, You know, because the slowdown made the game such an enjoyable and fun experience, I'm so happy that it was the port that all the ports retained it. Like, that's just Uh, such nice things.
0: You know, when you have regrets, like, instantly when you're playing a game and you're like, man, what if we would have played Zombies Ate My Neighbors instead of this game? Actually, no, fuck that. Zombies Ate My Neighbors sucks, too. Like, they're arcade games. They're not meant to be beat, they're meant to. uh, What was the quote I heard? Uh, zombies Ate My you're not supposed to beat Zombies Ate My Neighbor, you're supposed to play it all summer and, like, come really close to finishing it in August before you have to go back to school. And I was like, yeah, I kind of feel like that's what this game is. Like, you're supposed to play it for three mm. and a half months till you kind of get good at it, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get, I get that. It's one, And, like, it, they're designed to just basically make you fail and, be, and just be obscenely hard. Just obscenely hard with zero fun, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, too hard indeed. So let's move on to the controls of this game. Uh, the directional pad moves you and navigates menus. You can pause, or starts, pauses the game. You A uses weapons, B jumps, Y uses weapons, and X is not used. If you hold A or Y, you can also use magic. I don't think I ever had magic in this game, but it's nice to know that was an option, apparently.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Nothing, it... nothing like really shitty jump controls, you know, and really... Piss you off, and there's a timer on every level because you can't take your time. You got to rush through it, and if you rush through, it, you die. It's great.
1: Yeah, and there's nothing like being unable to just move forward and back over just easy terrain and having to jump and awkwardly double jump yeah. while locking yourself into set jump arcs every time you do. It's it's good times. It's good times.
0: It's great. First memories of this game. First memories of this game. This was one of the very first games I played for the SNES, along with Super Mario World, Star Fox, and WWF Super WrestleMania. I remember really laughing with Mom every time you got hit because you would run around in your underwear. However, we long, (laughs) however long, not however long, Uh, However long we rented this game for, we got to the ship, which is the second area, which is really impressive because I played this game for, like, 27 deaths, give or take, and I never got out of the first area, so good job, Mom and Mick from, like, 91.
1: Yeah, that's, that's extremely impressive. It's like, I guess when you just are having fun, you don't mind resetting all over and over and over and over again.
0: I don't like and I bet you we wouldn't even know how to like put it on easy mode. We were probably playing on normal, and we yeah. were able to get through it, so
1: yeah, yeah, no that's that's impressive i this game is it just breaks your sense of ability to just like run and just dominate games. It's like no, no, I don't know, you're just gonna lose and fail until you learn every pixel that is safe at uh. one fraction of time, yeah.
0: Essentially, nice. it's it's a lot of patience, and you're right, that kind of that running gun attitude, I think, would really hurt you. So, I would be curious if... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I like this game, dislike it. I don't think I like it. That's, that, that's the, definitely the truth, you know? Yeah. Hmm. I hmm. don't
1: envy, like, speedrunners that have mastered this game. I don't envy them. Because True. I'm like, you have the patience of... I have no idea. That's because... one of those
0: things. I bet you, if you would have really, like, if you really gave this game a chance, uh, rather than you know, like, playing twenty-seven lives and just trying to power through it, you probably could find it because there's still a couple tough games. Like Super Metroid's a kind of a tough game. Like, if you just gave it to someone, they'd be like, "What the fuck? Like, I hate this. I die all the time." Versus, I can beat it. Like, I'm not close to getting in under three hours with 100 percent items, but that's definitely a possibility. So, but I think the difference between that is Super Metroid's really fun. And rewarding, and this game's just kind of like, uh, how do I not be gross and graphic with this? It's like just eating lettuce. It's boring.
1: Yeah, that's probably a good way of putting it. It's the, I would say well, dry. Before- <laughs> no, no, I, I got this. I got this. All right, dry peanut cookies that have been left left out in on the counter for like a week. This, they're going to be dry enough though they kind of cut your mouth. But there's still a cookie, so there's still some enjoyment to be had if you want to put yourself through that punishment. So,
0: What, what about milk? Why don't you just dip the cookies in milk and soften them up? And then you have perfectly good cookies.
1: No, because if you're that type of person that wants to play this game, you'd be like, No, no, I gotta eat this cookie. Oh, I, ga- oh, I gotta yeah. do this just out of okay. the sheer masochism.
0: Oh, gotcha. Anyways, let's move on to the story of this game. Arthur must <laughs> rescue Princess Prin-, Prin from the demons. The plot kind of makes sense. The demon king Sardias, kidnaps her uh, to find out the location of the goat, goddess bracelet, the only weapon that could kill him. Once we find the princess, we find out the bracelet is hidden at the beginning of the game. So we have to return to the, the, the start, retrieve it, and journey back again. <sighs> On to the level notes. This is kind of our. Uh, I never said retrospect. Fuck! Uh, this is our let's play section in the game where we talk about our experience in the game so this is, mine would be really simple stage 1, level 1, the graveyard this might be the toughest level ever in gaming uh, <laughs> I played for several hours, minutes uh, before I even learned how to double jump the first time I couldn't even get over the first pillar my timer ran out on me and I was like what the hell uh, it's supposed to be like an entry level it was really tough and to make matters worse as soon as you're like oh I got, I got this all of a sudden waves start crashing on the ground and just destroying land and you may not know where to stand, and it's just, it's random. But if you get through it, you fight a cockatrice, which is like a big bird that turns you to stone, so that's great. But you never get turned to stone, because it just kills you. Hooray!
1: Yeah, it's kind of extremely hard, and there's con- there's always, like, projectiles getting flown or, like, fired at you while bad guys pop up and disappear, kind of at random. <laughs> it's, it's good times, and, you know... As soon as your armor basically disappears, it's gone. And every time you run up to a chest to get some armor, it's generally a trap, and you take damage. It's great.
0: Oh, or it's a it's a fucking new what, item power-up, and you lose your good spear or your little dagger, and you end up with uh, like little Molotov cocktails. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, that sucks. And then you die. Or you get the bow that doesn't shoot straight. It shoots up in a direction.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, man. God damn it. <laughs> well... Yeah. That's all I played. So all the rest of this, I watched a Let's Play of some guys. So guy. So I do a speed run, and I copied the notes off of that. So here we go. Stage two, the wrecked ship. I recall getting this far uh, as a kid with mom. No idea how. If you can survive the horrors of the ship, there's fake boxes and swinging axes. You have to jump onto a raft and float across the ocean. There is a cool use of mode seven. Uh, but it seems very difficult. So essentially you're on these waves that go up and down and there's little platforms you have to be able to, or like pillars you have to be able to jump over while you're doing this. The boss here was a giant barnacle.
1: Yeah. I died before I even got to the giant barnacle and I just got sick and tired of the fucking wave section. That's where I, that's where I got, as far as I got.
0: <laughs> fair, fair enough. Stage four was the living cave. This story. Stage was a fun Oh actually sorry, stage three, going down. You travel down past a bunch of lava, only to have to make your way across more lava. The boss here was a giant worm. A giant worm. He immediately circles you, so you have a chance of dying right away. It's awesome. It's great. It's trying great. to put as much trying to put as much energy into this as possible because Oh man, it's uh, I'm actually excited we'll get, to replay we'll this game and listen. Yeah, if somebody has to just. Pulling the energy, you know. I gotta keep us going because we're fading fast. Stage four, the living cage. What this or this stage was a fun change of pace. It was a cave that looked an awful lot like organs. Mode seven is used really neatly in this section. Uh, and there's like some perfectly timed jumps that you need to make. It's great because you want to die a bunch and live in a bunch of organs. The boss here was a hydra because what else would you fight in an organ cave?
1: Because it. This level makes about as much sense as the rest of the damn game.
0: Yeah, good damn. Uh, then we go on to stage five. The Frozen Forest. It's kind of like the first normal level since the first level. Uh, and there's ice variations of past enemies. And it's slippery. It's great. The boss is Freon. Uh, he didn't really do too much in the run. He was just kind of like killed right away. And he looked like a weird ice man. So it's pretty exciting.
1: Very exciting.
0: Yeah, well... Sort of. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Stage yeah. six was the castle, and it looks kind of like the castle that's very familiar in the very first NES game, so it's pretty fun. And the boss here was Astaroth. He looked like the NES villain. If you use your magic and your special shield, you're able to fight him without taking a hit. It's kind of impressive. I kind of feel like this guy I was watching the speed Around definitely cheated, because there was like times he jumped through uh, enemies, and he didn't die, and he didn't take hits, and I was like, I think you're cheating. Calling it mm. out. I think this guy did not do this legitimately, so...
1: Well, anyone that can beat this game legitimately is, in my opinion, one of the sickest video game nerds of all time. So, that guy's probably a cheater. And if he is, good on him, because fuck this game, glad somebody broke it.
0: Nice. Stage 7 was Castle 2, More Climbing, and Bone Snakes. The boss here was Astroth and Nibaroth... His first stage is just like the previous boss, but he has a second form, which is a palette swap. Oh wow. Afterwards, the princess appears and tells you to collect her golden bracelet, which is near the beginning of the game. Also, her 16-bit tits look pretty amazing. So, like not saying you should ever play this game, but like her like yeah, she's she's got a nice rack, so
1: <laughs> not worth not worth the game, but worth a Google, I guess.
0: Yeah, like worth a Google. Like princess print, prince tits. Uh, well, maybe don't like search that. I don't know. Like, maybe there's like, do it when you're not at home, not at work, because you might get in trouble. Yeah, wow. but like, but like, honestly, that might be the best part of the game. I, I I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna to see if I can pull pull up a picture at some point.
1: There's so, no different parts of this. Essentially,
0: game. you play through the game through the first seven stages, and then it's like go back to the beginning, and you're like, all right, if if I must, if I must, Uh you then play through the first seven stages, and you end up at stage eight, the final showdown. There's only one room, and there's a giant boss, Sardius. He's a giant version of Astaroth. You ride platforms and attack his head while avoiding projectiles. He's very much like, uh, what's it called? What's the bad guy from Mega Man X called? Sigma? Uh, he's yeah, like the Sigma, Sigma boss. <laughs> I feel like that was, like, very common. Like, big guy, his hands come down, make little platforms, you can attack his head. If he just didn't raise his hands down, he would never die, and he would kill you. Yeah, stupid.
1: Or if he was fast enough to know or to hit, like, his hand was like as it was going down or protect it in some sort of way, you, he, you would never be able to defeat him.
0: So. Yeah, so there you go. There you go, indeed. Hmm. Uh, that is the ending of the game. You save the princess. Ho-ray. And in true SNES tradition, you get to see all the enemies as part of the credits. Then you ride your horse. With the princess in hand while the credits play and you save the day.
1: Yay! Yay! You did it.
0: Current thoughts! This game is so unbelievably hard. I don't even know if it's fun. Maybe if you had a lot of put a lot of hours into it, eh, it's unforgiving and basically not fun. So, Tyson, has your thoughts as we've explored and journeyed back through this game changed?
1: I kind of knew that this game was like unforgivingly hard, but it's just ridiculously so. Like, each hit has a knockback. Each enemy just doesn't have, like, set, like, regen spots. Some enemies infinitely regen. So there's no set, like, guarantees to, like, get your health back. It's just, it's unnecessarily hard for the sake of being unnecessarily hard, but that's what you get when you get an arcade game. So I get what its, po- its point is, but as a game, it's like, this game's just unforgiving. And I would say this is more of a chore to keep your kids busy than it is to actually be a game.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you're really getting your 50 bucks if you buy this game. Because there's really not much meat and potatoes to it. You know, like if it was easy, you could wrap it in, I don't know, like 45 minutes. I think that's how long the the speed run was. Did you see the picture I sent you? Uh... Check your phone. Check your phone. (laughs) Uh, uh, What would I change? I would make cheats more easily accessible and like have an easy or a god mode option and just make it like a little bit less more difficult i don't know add some more contents you know like it's too tough
1: yeah yeah but and i, I did get your picture and, and how great are those yeah. tits? yeah princess print print is very pretty
0: yeah so like that's probably the
1: a highlight of the game.
0: Yeah, I'll send it out on our Instagram page at some point. So if you're interested around this point when this comes out, check Instagram. You will see that picture I'm talking about. So I'll have to make a mental note of that. Mental note. Although last time we made a mental note, neither of us texted each other. God damn yeah, it. Yeah,
1: and then I heard it and I listened to it as it went up. And I was like, oh, Shit. <laughs>
0: I did it, though. I, I'm pretty sure I did whatever we said. I did it. I remembered. So so that kind of wraps up. Oh, that was a really, really short adventure. That was, like, under 30 minutes. So good job us for... I guess we don't talk just about random nonsense at the start of a show. It's pretty yeah. good. Like, like we, we kind of just get through and we're focused. Especially if it's a short game. We don't really play it. So, yeah, good for us.
1: Yeah, well, I don't really have much to add to a lot of this game. Like, it got to, like, basically it's, the waves part. Yeah. And that game was so... It's just a <laughs> bloody frustrating like this entire game is just unforgiving for the sake of being just brutal
0: yeah it's a hard arcade game essentially right so yeah yeah Okay, well, uh, with that, we'll end with a cultural significance and a little bit of game theory. And Are you buying it? And then we'll get out of here for today. Uh, again, if you've listened to the whole thing, kudos, thank you. Uh, listen to Castlevania. We're going to have a lot more fun, a lot more uh, exuberance to that game, that series. Uh, this might be, well, other than maybe Gargoyle's Quest at some point, uh, but we're almost done with this kind of little Capcom universe that they created. And I'm not sad to see it go. Not sad to see it go at all. So on to cultural significance. In this section, we look at game tropes, marketing tactics, and interesting stories behind games. We talk about how this game relates, give other examples, and try and tie it all back together. So I like to look at the mythology of this game. So we have a couple names thrown around. So we have Astaroth, and in demonology, is the great duke of hell. In the first hierarchy with Beelzebub and Lucifer, he is part of the evil trinity. So he's one of the bad guys of the game. The other bad guy of the game that was mentioned in the manual, but not in the game, Sardius, is a red precious stone mentioned in the Bible and classical writing. It probably was a ruby or a carnelian. Yeah, Eh? Yeah. So I have no mm. idea why they called him the bad guy in this game. Or about Samuel, the demon, venom of God, poison of God, or blindness of God. His greatest role in Jewish lore was that he was the main archangel of death. He remains one of God's servants, even though he condones the sins of man. His name is also equated to Satan occasionally. And due to religious censorship, his name was changed to Samuel in the American versions. Yeah, Hmm. so... There you go. So there's um, a little bit of religion, uh, Christianity, and work in this game. And, I don't know, it's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, it's it's always kind <clears> of <throat> neat to know where they pulled a lot of this lore because before there was the internet and everybody knew everything about everything, um, you kind of had to go back to old religious books if you wanted to kind of get some some kind of, you know, inspiration sometimes you know it's always uh and it's it's very interesting lore that you can uh try to bring to the the masses and make a lot uh really make it kind of interesting i don't know and it's very interesting that they always try to censor it um because i know that most religious groups don't care nowadays but this is back when a lot of them did so it's cool
0: very true yes uh so with that uh there was quite a bit of censorship early in the 90s and three games that were targeted most most often were Ghosts and Goblins, Legend of Zelda, and Final Fantasy. So we just kind of went through. Uh, you looked a little bit. There was definitely a lot of crosses removed in the Ghosts and Goblins game. Uh, they had to change the name of Samuel the Demon. Or they had to change it to Samuel. Uh, Final Fantasy. Uh, oh, God. I lost my train of thought. Uh, Zelda. Has its name changed from Triforce of the Gods to A Link to the Past for the SNES game. As well as crosses were removed from the shield and the Bible was changed to the Holy Book. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy saw crosses removed, churches became temples, and pray and holy spells became pearl and health. By 1994, censorship lessened. Around Final Fantasy three has it specifically has the cult of Keska kefka and he was described as like a god. So, essentially like Tyson said, religious censure like uh, censorship kind of lessened in the last couple of years. They were like, oh, no one cares. Great.
1: Yep. Nothing like painting yourself up to be the bad guy to really hammer home not the point you're trying to make. Yeah. Um I would love to see them remake these games with like the uncensored texts. So, I uh, it just just to change it up that's all that's just for the only reason just because i want to play more link to the past
0: <laughs> yeah fair enough fair enough ah, final are you buying it and then we'll get out of here the story of a knight rescuing a princess from a demon sounds very old and classic but why demons are the embodiment of evil whereas princess represent purity and good essentially it's a story of battling evil to save good demons also take out the elements of humanity so we don't have to sacrifice human qualities to succeed and win i don't know what exactly that is that like a theory about this game specifically or just a theory about the story i think that's what i was going for this theory of like why do we fight demons and stuff i think it's because there's no humanity in a demon and we're allowed to kill it do you are you buying it
1: yeah yeah i buy that that's why zombies are really popular because they're essentially just like
0: man but you can kill him because he's trying to kill you and you don't feel bad
1: exactly and it's like the the there's uh people uh get road rage all the time and just like you know get those stupid thoughts but with a zombie it's like you can just like let it play out and it it actually becomes more entertainment than it does anything else. Because even look at bloody gladiators back in the day is those people were just like slaves that people thought had no value and kind of demonized and just like made to be kind of monsters or heroes or kind of whatever they wanted them to be just so they could like basically justify watching them die. So I guess fighting against demons would just be justifying your cause against any, you could take extreme measures so I guess that, that's that is quite appealing for um people during a very repressed time. So very interesting.
0: There you go. Look at that. We got philosophical on your bitch asses.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Nice. Uh, so essentially we're at like the thirty five minute mark, if I once I like truncate some silences, cut out a couple ums and butts and put in a song, yeah, thirty five minutes. This might be our shortest show ever. Sure.
1: <sighs> yeah, well... Alright, so... I, I, uh, I, bl- I blame Super Ghosts and Goblins. That's, yeah, it was kind I, of The odd. game is just... It's yeah. just...
0: Uh... At least, like, I feel like I might have almost played the game a little bit longer than I actually recorded this podcast, which eh, is pretty pretty close, you know? It's better than recording a podcast that's longer than the amount of time I played the game, I suppose. Uh, so with that, uh, I don't know. Let's end up with a little nugget. We got we got two minutes here. What let's What's your nugget? Uh, is there a movie or a TV series that you think people should check out this year for scary, spooky months? So we're coming out start of the month fifth. There's like twenty four more days. What should someone watch for Halloween this year? Hmm.
1: <clears throat> it's a tough one, but I'm. I said earlier about uh, Twin Peaks, so I won't use that one. But uh, if you do, <laughs> check out the newest season 20, that came out in 2017. It's, it's so bloody good. Um,
0: right. I'm going to be boring as well. I'm going to go with Castle Rock. If you like Stephen King and the mythology behind that, we just powered through it this weekend uh, and watched it all. So eh, it's kind of fun. And it's it's really fun to watch like some people, especially if people who know Stephen King movies, because they definitely drop Easter eggs in every episode. So watching it for that aspect, as well as you know the show overall, it's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess if you also want a little bit more of the comedic side of things, um, Ash versus the Evil Dead is quite good. So hmm. it's basically what if Bruce Campbell and um, Sam Raimi decided to just keep going with the Evil Dead franchise, but they made it into a TV show. So it's nice. it's got its high part, uh, high marks, and then you know some lower parts. But it's yeah. Halloween's coming up. Check it out if you want a good laugh or two.
0: Nice, nice. So uh, hopefully, everyone has a happy and warm Halloween. I don't know. Hopefully you do something fun. We'll, we'll be back at the end of the month talk, or in a couple weeks, I guess, anyways, to talk about our scary movie. And yeah, that's it. So uh, hopefully you guys have a good rest of your month. Bye. Yeah,
1: yeah. enjoy yourself.